Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, this is Gemma, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today. So, um, there, there, I stumbled on this article, and it's in my phone. I, I don't think I can look at it while I'm talking, and it, I think it was a blog post, actually. It was forwarded by one of my mentors, Leonie Dawson, who I just love. Um, you know, I want to say something about loving a mentor. So <laughs> I have quite a few mentors who I truly love and admire, but it doesn't mean that everything they do, I agree with. And that's okay. I mean, that's free thinking. We don't have to align ourselves. We can love someone and like what their message is and not align with every single thing they do. And that's perfect. You know, like in everything I do throughout my life, in every course I go to, book I read, I take what what works. I take what is a match for who I'm what I am. And I just let the other stuff go. I don't fight it. I don't use it as an excuse that, well, if I can't have it all, I can't have any of it. Um, I just take what works for me. And I recommend that method because then there's less judgment involved. And judgment is the tool of the ego, which takes us whopping into 3D. So we want to we wanna be able to gravitate out of 3D into 5D as much as possible. Fifth dimension, love and abundance and unconditional love and win-win for everybody. You know, this is the mentality of 5D. And it's not a woo-woo place, I tell you, because I know I live in it. I solve serious confrontation with win-win, like solution. I I work through issues with my family through this win-win idea and unconditional love. And unconditional love comes first. It's just a, a have to. You know, that's it. So I, I, it's funny because I didn't really know what I was going to talk about today. And here I'm already on a track that I had, I had a simple track I was going. So anyway, under Leonie Dawson, she sends out this Whopper newsletter. It has so much information in it. The woman has to be like, I don't know, <clears throat> even if it's the right term, but like ADHD because she's so hyper mental like the woman can process so much all at one time it seems like if she's not taking in 100 pieces of information at one time she's not she's not feeling well a <laughs> hundred or more so she's juggling all these little pieces and it's really awesome because she just will hand you a whole kit and caboodle of stuff to pick through and find what resonates for you it's not just one item so this guy uh Oh gosh, now I feel like I got to look at it. Um I'm going to tell you about it. I feel like I have to share it. So the guy uh is doing let's just see. Do 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 do. Okay, so let me see what his name is first off. Get <clears throat> Gregory Alvarez and the article is about how he got off social media and then he got rid of his smartphone. And he had so many reasons for it, but his first reason was that 
as a hacker, he had been a hacker and he knows how to hack people's stuff. He said smartphones are very hackable, so they don't allow you the privacy you think you're getting. And then his second next reason, and he said that was scary. Okay, so then his second reason was the peace and quiet that come from not having the phone as a distraction and as this like interactive tool um, to interact with people because everyone's doing it. So everyone expects you to do it. So even though when he got off his cell phone, actually, no, I think it was social media. When he got off social media, people had his phone number, they had his email, um, they had his address, but they thought he died and they were calling all his friends and family. Instead of calling his phone number or instead of emailing him, they just assumed the guy was sick or died. So that was like a real wake up that, that we've become a society that if we're not in social media, we're not alive. <laughs> mm. And then there was another reality check with that, that if we're not in social media showing what we're doing all the time, then we're lying about who we are. So if we're not exposing our lives, then, and I saw a movie like that recently. It was really creepy and I didn't know what the message was in this film because it was just creepy. You know, that the idea is that you have no privacy, that privacy is considered um, a bad thing. Uh, you know, I love privacy, I gotta tell you. So when I'm in my real world area, I, and I don't mean real as in realer than the other world, but when I'm out in the world um, as a foreigner to Smith Island, like I am right now in New Jersey, I don't know what's going on in my neighbor's homes and I don't want to know. It's too much information. I don't know what's going on in their heads. I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't do social media too, so that does help. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening with the lady three doors down or the guy across the street. Now in Smith Island though, everybody knows everybody. Holy cow. And as soon as I get on the boat, the people on the island already know I'm coming home. They already know I'm on my way home. There is very little privacy. Now you can have it in your home unless you have company and then that company will tell about what goes on. And you can have it in your home except for the people watching out their windows seeing who walks into your home. Now they'll tell people that so-and-so's over your house. And I don't have a problem with any of it to tell you the truth. I flow with it, but I pick and choose what I wanna share. <clears throat> So yes, they can have the, the fundamentals. And it's so funny because they don't do social media, but then on Smith Island, you are social media. Isn't that funny? Mm. Oh my God, I made the most amazing shakes this morning for me and um, Ursula. Great, great protein shakes. So I just, I keep coming back to this. And you know what? I have a feeling I'm gonna have a cell phone until I move back to the island. And the, pro the possibility that I don't get more harassed on my cell phone, because I don't get harassed, one, I don't do social media, and two, my, I just have come to this conclusion. Maybe my phone number is just so old that it's not considered sellable, you know, because it, it hasn't been sold recently. Like, it hasn't been a new number within the last two or three years. I get a few scam calls from Rhode Island, um, but that's it. I really don't get much calls. So I have a feeling, and my number is a Rhode Island number, but I have a feeling that I'm just off the grid as far as like being my, having my number sold. Uh, 
I don't hand it out, you know, places too much. Um, the bare minimum I can get away with when I order online. So let's go back. Let's take a step back. So I love this idea of, and I've said it before, I love the idea of getting rid of my cell phone and having a landline. I love that idea. I lived for two years, no cell phone and no landline on Smith Island. Oh my God, I have the cutest squirrels chasing each other up a tree right now. And I think they just went in the tree. I didn't realize this tree had a big crack down it, unless it's two trees side by side. And that might be it. It's two trees just really close together. They are running around. Oh my God, they're having a blast. So this I love because you know what? The more I, I, um, I think I told you this the other day, if it's not ease, I don't want to do it. So I've taken my phone and I've dumbed it down to making my life ease. My phone doesn't chirp at me. People don't contact me on my, on my phone very rarely, you know, like once in a blue moon, uh, I'll get like, um, a ring of calls from a friend or something, but mostly it's a tool just like our phones used to be a tool. And if I get to the Island and I have my life, you know, like set up as an office in one space and stuff, I'll have my calculator. I won't need the calculator on my phone. I'll have my camera. I won't need the camera on my phone. And that is a catch 22 because the camera on my phone is so good that I might just turn off my cell phone, but still use the camera aspect. Um, use the Wi-Fi on a phone. That would be like a little helpful, a little helpful. Oh my goodness. So it's just always like this guy figured out what works for him. He had bicycles everywhere. You know, he got his life down to some simple tech gadgets that he feels protect his privacy and yet give him the uh, luxuries of getting around and doing life. And I feel like for each of us, that's a different recipe. Like I really don't even know my, I mean, I know what my recipe used to be, but I also know that doing a podcast, I use the recorder on my phone and I use the camera. So that makes the phone very helpful tool for me, has way better camera and a way better like recording a sound than my computer. So it makes sense to use it. I used to use my computer and my tech guys would complain to me. I mean, I don't really have tech guys anymore, but I, I had some help at one time and they thought it was horrible sound. So I got to the point where I just use my phone. I love doing this podcast. I love doing it raw. And um, yeah, and I love my life. So it's kind of like figuring it out one step at a time. I'm, you know what? I think that is the journey, right? So our journey is about always expanding. So what is the next expansion? Like I've, I've got my, my little, my passion fun things to do during the day. I paint, I read, I check in with my, um, my mentors occasionally, not even daily. I really don't do daily. I follow my heart and what my heart is calling me to do. I, it's the inspired action. It's the, it's the path of, um, of joy and passion. It's like what, what feels really yummy and good. And then I have minimal scheduling and I work around that also. Very cool. So each of us is going to have this, our own journey, and we have to find what resonates with ease, what resonates with the passion we have, the truth we have, the calling we have, and let go of the rest and just let go of it. So 
<clears throat> this is a practice, so start small. If you haven't started this yet, I mean, if you have started, you know where you're at. You know what's the next challenge for you. And expansion does seem to be a challenge because you're stepping off a cliff. You're always stepping into the unknown off a cliff, but knowing, that's the trick, knowing that there will be ground under your feet, knowing that God or nature or consciousness or, you know, all that is, is going to provide, you know, that catch, that security, that yumminess, but we don't know what it is. That's the freaky thing. It's the unknown. We just don't know. If you have this deep, deep urge to quit your job, I, I finally get it, quit it, you know, without the, without the, the net. Sometimes it's because we don't have the net that we get like the bigger comeback, the bigger, um, the bigger payoff. It's sometimes because we're just following that heart energy and there's this strong knowing that it will show up in the perfect moment at the perfect time. I mean, you know, I'm not a big one for um, not having plans. And so I followed my inspired action when I moved, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like the, the big job for me was finding a place. I felt like the big job for me was just staying the course of packing and moving the stuff out. And I did that. And occasionally, like I would mention to someone, I'm moving, I'm looking for a place to live and these are my criteria. And then if I got like a little, someone came to mind, I might call them and say something, but I didn't really put more than, I would say I put less than a half hour of effort time-wise into finding a place to live and boom, I had a place to live. I mean, it might've even been less than 15 minutes. It was such a little amount of time. And I found the best place for me and Bella to live. So I know it works. I know it works to, to be in that trusting space that you know you're going into the unknown, you're, you're stepping off the abyss into the darkness, but you know that the darkness is a safe place to be. It's comfortable. And there's magical things that come out of the darkness. This is the, the pot of creation, you know, abyss of creation. So it's, it's just magic and we have, to, we have to learn to trust in this ability we have as the human creative soul spirits that we are to be able to create by stepping off the abyss. You know, maybe it's a relationship that's just gotten so, so stale and comfortable that you know there's no room for expansion in it, none. And you just have to decide that the win-win, hello, the win-win is for both of you to move out of the relationship or to evolve it into a new relationship that has you going different directions. Fascinating, huh? Mm. Oh my gosh. I know that by staying in this place of new information, the unknown. I always feel so alive and, and so wonderful and just energized. I get full of ideas. When I'm on my cell phone or computer looking at all the news bites or all of the, I don't know, the stuff. I don't even know where it comes from, but every single app seems to have this ability to either throw advertisements or, or editorials at you. And I say editorials, it's just like it's just like propaganda stuff. It's just like, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's, 
it's like so much distraction of stuff. And I have to not go there because it is always got a catch in it. It always has a low vibey thing going on. Rarely is it high vibe. Um, I like to be inspired. And according to Loni Dawson, who stopped all her news programs and everything, she is getting her inspiration from blog posts, like people who do high-end blogs. And when I say high-end, high-frequency blogs. People who do blogs about topics that she loves who go deep enough to inspire her, unlike social media, which is very shallow. It's just a, a flick. And that isn't true inspiration. What that flick is, it's, it's, a, little, um, it's a little fix. It's a little fix of like, ah, and then we hunger for more. But if we actually got inspired by someone, we went deep with them and we got in and we felt their passion through the depth of going deep into something, that is true inspiration. And we start to, through this other person's depth, we start to remember our own depth. We start to re-experience it. And it's so powerful. We all deserve that. Ah, life is good. Life is very good. So on all that, I got to pick up my kid today. I love you. Have a wonderful morning. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaucet.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.